Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. by. This is the conference operator. Welcome to the Great Panther Mining second quarter 2020 earnings conference call. As a reminder, all participants are in listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To join the question queue, you may press star then 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you need assistance during the conference call, you may signal an operator by pressing star and 0. I would now like to turn the conference over to Megan Brown, Director, Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you, Operator, and good morning, everyone. I'm Meg Brown. Thanks for taking the time to participate in our call today. Before we begin, I would like to mention that some of the commentary on the call will contain forward-looking statements. You should be cautioned that actual results and future events may differ from those noted in today's presentation. The commentary also refers to various non-GAAP measures, definitions, and reconciliations that are included in our MDNA for the period ended June 30, 2020. All dollar amounts expressed in this presentation and in the associated financial statements and MDNA are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. And for reference during the call, AISC refers to all-in sustaining costs. I would like to remind everyone that this call is being recorded and will be available for replay later today. Replay information and the presentation slides accompanying this conference call and webcast will be available on our website at greatpanther.com. On the call this morning, we have Rob Henderson, President and CEO, Neil Hepworth, Chief Operating Officer, and Jim Zadra, Chief Financial Officer. I'll now turn the call over to President and CEO, Rob Henderson. Thanks, Meg, and thank you everyone for dialing in. I'm very excited to be sharing our second quarter results today. The robust production from our mines, together with the increase in the gold and silver price, has helped us deliver record earnings for the quarter. But before we discuss your operations, I want to say how I'm extremely impressed with how our team has managed through this period of uncertainty around COVID-19. Never before have we seen such disruption in every aspect of our lives and work. We face many risks in managing a mining company but have never anything, seen anything quite like this virus. Our people have responded with courage and tenacity and determination. It's evidence that we have a committed workforce adapting to new ways of working, and we are strengthening relationships with all our key stakeholders. At Tucano, I'm pleased to report that all of our employees who have tested positive for COVID have now fully recovered. In Mexico, there have been four cases reported at GMC, one of whom is fully recovered. And at Topia, which is more remote, there have been just two cases. We're monitoring our Mexican workforce very carefully as Mexico has seen a rise in cases in recent weeks. We continue to screen all employees on arrival at our mine sites, and workers are encouraged to stay home if they don't feel well. The health and well-being of our people and communities is a core value and will continue to be our top priority throughout this pandemic. Our team has done very well in this disruptive time of COVID-19, 
and I would like to thank them all for their efforts. I'm now moving on to slide five. When I joined Great Panther just a little over three months ago, I told you that my priority was to support the team in getting our operations stabilized and generating strong cash flow. And I'm pleased to report that things are going in the right direction. At the operations, GMC and Topia made a smooth transition back into full operations following their COVID shutdowns. And restarting a mine typically has bumps, but our team has worked diligently to bring things back as quickly and as smoothly as possible. Both are well positioned now to have a strong and steady second half and are in line to benefit from a silver price that has risen more than 40% in just over a month. At Topia, we were able to issue cost and production guidance for the full year for the first time. We also adjusted GMC guidance to reflect the short-term shutdown. We now have realistic and achievable production and cost objectives for the Mexican operations, and both are in good shape to meet their targets. Ducano is also trending in line with the full-year targets we set out in January. Um, Ducano achieved a new monthly production record of 15,389 ounces in June, a record since the time we acquired it in early 2019. And this was achieved in spite of seasonally poor weather. Next slide. In spite of COVID, 2020 is off to a good start as we delivered a number of all-time company records in the second quarter. Importantly, we are generating robust cash flows that will help us internally fund our capital and exploration programs and further improve our balance sheet. The combination of a strong rise in the gold price, record production at Tucano, and substantially lower all-in sustaining costs drove these records, which included mine operating earnings before non-cash items of $35.8 million, net income of $8.6 million, adjusted EBITDA of $30.2 million, and cash flow from operations of $19.5 million. We produced 38,541 gold equivalent ounces in Q2 2020, which is an 11% improvement over Q1 2020, and brings our year-to-date production to 73,267 gold equivalent ounces. This puts us on track to meet our full-year guidance of 146,000 to 158,000 of gold equivalent ounces. On the corporate side, we completed a bought deal financing in Q2 with gross proceeds of $16.1 million. This cash injection, combined with our strong internal cash flow generation due to the rise in the gold price, put us in a good position to internally fund our capital programs and further build working capital. Our cash position as of June the 30th was $60 million. During the quarter, we also reached an agreement with Nearstar to defer our Corrie bond requirements. This reduces our short-term funding requirements and highlights our commitment to realizing Corrie significant potential. Neil, our Chief Operating Officer, will go through the operations in more detail, but some highlights include the production, 35,421 ounces at, of gold at Tucano, a 35% increase over Q1 2020, and an all-in sustaining cost of $982 per ounce of gold sold. Production of 280,000 
831 silver equivalent ounces from our Mexican mines, and this was despite a nearly two-month shutdown due to COVID. But as mentioned, operations have resumed smoothly as at the end of May. Because of COVID, I haven't had a chance to visit the mines yet and meet our teams in person. So I will hand over to Neil for the detailed discussion of the mines, and of course, Jim will do the financial review. Neil, over to you. Okay, thanks, Rob. Um, first of all, let's start with Tukana. Um, the completion last year of the sulfide processing circuits, that, that's allowing us to process much higher grade ore and, with, and still retain pretty good high recoveries. Um, the, the second quarter production totaled 35,421 ounces of gold, as, as, as Rob pointed out. This was an 18% increase over Q2 2019. Despite particularly adverse seasonal weather, we had we had 40% higher rainfall than, than average in, in, in Q2 this year. The increase in gold production was, was primarily due to higher gold grades and increased ore processing rates. And as, as Rob said, we achieved a, a new monthly production record of 15,389 ounces of gold in June. Okay, um, with the 71,000 ounces of gold production in the first half of 2020, we're on track to achieve our, our guidance for, for Tukana of 120,000 to 130,000 ounces for the, for the mine. Um, contrib contributing to our confidence in this is the expectation of, of the higher grades as we mine in the lower portions of the pits, which all tend to have a higher grade in, in Q4. The all-in sustaining cost was $982 per ounce of gold sold, a 13% improvement over Q2 2019, and we were on track to meet our all-in sustaining cost guidance for Tukana of $1,150 to $1,250 per ounce. Our 2020 exploration program with a budget of 6.6 .6 million and, and 55,000 meters of drilling is, is, is progressing well. Okay, the next slide. Um, for, for our reserve replacement at Tukana, our target resources are below the $1,350 per ounce reserve pit shell, which is the blue line, and above the $1,500 per ounce pit shell, that's the, the orange line. This, this new shell is, is larger than the RPA $1,500 resource pit shell, which, which considered some average mining cost for TAP AB and a 3.8 reaction to the US dollar exchange rate. The new shell includes a more favorable exchange rate, a 4.5 reaction to the US dollar, and uses mining costs specific to TAP AB to take into account the free diggable material and proximity to process plant and to the waste dumps. The slide also shows the drill holes that are part of this reserve replacement drilling. They serve a purple color. The reserve replacement drilling is focused on resources currently drilled to inferred spacing that are located between the two pit shells. The, the target for this reserve replacement drilling in TAP AB is con conversion of sufficient resources to reserves to replace 2020 reserve depletion in all of the pits. Right, next slide. Um, this is to do with exploration. In, in June, we released the first set of drill results from the infill drilling in the open pits. Drilling completed to date, totals 7,236 meters of diamond and and RC drilling at the TAP AB1 and TAP AB3 pits, plus 6,333 meters of RAB drilling on the, in the regional targets. Um, drilling rates are expected to increase in the second half of the year, because this is when we go into the dry season. 
We've also increased the number of rigs that are operating, and we've got a fourth diamond drill on site. These, these new, these, these, the additional, and plus an extra RC rig, these, these additional rigs are going to be focused on the Urukum Underground and Urukum East. Um, results from drilling up to the end of June will be incorporated into an updated resource and reserve estimates expected in Q4 2020. We're also gathering additional data to support a feasibility study for an underground operation below Urukum North Pit. The study would com commence around the end of the year and will probably include an exploration decline that could eventually be converted to a production ramp. Okay, next slide. Um, regionally, our tenements cover the most prospective and underexplored greenstone terrain in Brazil. The image in the, in the slide is, is conductivity over magnetics. The large oval-shaped blue zones reflect granitic intrusions. So they are the primary drivers of the mineralization. The, the red squiggles are highly conductive zones, such as banded iron formations or chemical sediments or, or deep weathering squeeze between the, 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 between the, the granites. The seven-kilometer-long Tucana trend is, is a north-south red trend indicated by the arrow. Um, note there's, there's a, the numerous environments are very similar to the Tucana trend, and all of these are potential targets. Our new VP exploration, Nick Weiner, has got extensive experience in greenstones and extensive experience in this area in, in particular. Um, Nick is using his, his skills in structural geology combined with his multi-element geochemistry experience to identify high potential corridors and targets. This is with a view to fast-track an exploration program that could involve RC and diamond drilling as early as Q4 this year, depending on accessing and, perm and permitting constraints. Next slide. Okay, um, this is this is Topia in Mexico. While our Mexi while our primary metal produced on a company-wide basis is gold, our Mexican operations remain primary silver in terms of production. Therefore, we continue to report silver equivalent ounce production and and unit cost metrics for Mexican silver mines. Q2 production was adversely impacted by suspension of mining operations in, in Mexico in April and May. This was in compliance with the directive of the Mexican federal government due to COVID-19. Um, at Tobia, we produced 146,128 silver equivalent ounces, and we're on track to meet the guidance of 1.2 to 1.3 million silver equivalent ounces. All-in sustaining cost was $22.32 per ounce of payable silver for the second quarter, reflecting the full costs of care and maintenance during the temporary shutdown. Plant throughput will increase in Q3 as the third mill comes back online, and grade should increase as the proportion of development ore decreases as we complete opening of, of new areas. We continue to focus on increasing plant throughput and driving down costs at Topia. On the exploration front of Topia, we completed 2,612 meters of exploration drilling in, in Q2 with the four rigs that are on site. But I think very importantly, we, we also received the required, required government approvals and a permit to start stacking on, on phase three of the, of the TSF. Phase three will be available after we finish constructing the re retaining walls and erosion controls around the base of the facility. Um, at GMC, um, the next slide. At, at GMC, nearly all of the process oil was sourced from the San Ignacio mine, while we continued exploration activities at the Guanajuato mine. The two mines together share 
a process plant that com comprises our guano water mine complex, referred to as GMC. So production from GMC in the second quarter was 134,703 ounces of silver equivalent and an all-in sustaining cost of $27.36 per silver equivalent ounce. As with, as with Topia, GMC's all-in sustaining cost for the second quarter re reflects the full cost of mine during the shutdown of April and May, and the all-in sustaining cost is expected to trend towards to, to the full-year guidance of $13 to $14 for the full year. Um, at, at Guanajuato, the exploration program continues to advance at GMC with the objective of outlining in situ blocks of higher grade mineralization. We completed 2,612 meters of infill drilling program in, in, in Q2 2020 with four rigs operating. Guanajuato underground drilling is focused on the Los Pozo area and improving mineral resource estimation confidence in the other areas. We are planning for an increase in production from Guanajuato in, in, the, second, in the second half based on continued development of the Los Pozo zone. Underground and surface exploration has also increased at San Ignacio. The initial program of surface drilling at San Ignacio has located a hanging wall zone along the Purissima plain system where initial drill results show very high potential. An additional 2,500 meters of drilling has, has been allocated in this area for the second phase of infill drilling that will start in mid-August. I'll now turn the call over to Great Panther CFO, Jim Zadra, to discuss our financial results. Thank you, Neil, and welcome, everyone. Uh, we recorded revenue of $67 million in the second quarter, a 48% increase relative to Q2 2019, reflecting strong production results for Tucano and a strong increase in the gold price. These factors, along with an improvement in our unit cost at Tucano, drove a very significant increase in our operating earnings, EBITDA margin, net earnings, and cash flow. We reported mine operating earnings before non-cash items of $35.8 million and cash flow from operations of $24.1 million before non-cash network and capital movements. These were both new records for Great Panther and are a reflection of the significant free cash flow leverage in our operations. We delivered a substantial increase in adjusted EBITDA to $30.2 million, which also reflected a quarterly record. Our net earnings were $8.6 million, or $0.03 cents per share, and also included approximately $6.8 million of foreign exchange losses which were primarily non-cash charges related to foreign subsidiary translation adjustments and marked market adjustments. It is important to note that these strong revenue, earnings, and cash flow results for the second quarter were achieved at an average realized gold price of $1,728 per ounce, and also despite the suspension of our Mexican operations for most of the second quarter due to the government mandate Mexico to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. As noted, our Mexican mines have resumed full operation and gold is now well above $2,000 per ounce and, trade, and silver traded above $28 per ounce today. With the current silver and gold price environment, we expect to see an even stronger financial performance for the third quarter. As noted, we saw a significant improvement in our costs in the second quarter and reported ASIC 
of $1,027 per ounce of gold sold on a consolidated basis and before corporate G&A costs. The lower ASIC is reflective of a weaker Brazilian real, higher production for Tucano, and lower stripping costs due to the stripping that was advanced in the first quarter. For the full year, our ASIC guidance is for 11.50 to 12.50 per ounce on a consolidated basis, and we're trending well to this. As our ASIC reflected higher stripping costs in Q1 2020, we also expect ASIC for Q3 and Q4 to be below our guidance range. This implies significant free cash flow margin for our operations at current prices of gold and silver. For Tucano alone, the current gold price implies a free cash flow margin of over 1100 per ounce based on our expected ASIC for the second half. Significant margin levels can even be achieved if the gold price reverts back to the Q2 average. In terms of our balance sheet, our cash position improved to $60.2 million at the end of June, while we reduced our debt by about $4 million and continued to improve our net working capital position. We completed a bought deal financing in the second quarter for net proceeds of $14.1 million, the financing was completed in light of the uncertainties posed by COVID-19 and to ensure we had sufficient working capital to complete the critical exploration programs we will discuss. As Rob noted, our operating teams have done an excellent job of managing the unprecedented challenge of COVID-19. While this challenge still remains for us and other mines operating throughout the world, we are, even, we are in an even stronger position to manage it from the standpoint of our, our financial position and in terms of our experience and knowledge. In terms of capital allocation for 2020, our priorities are the noted exploration programs at Tucano and at, in Mexico, which we commenced earlier in the year. Given the recent rise in gold and silver prices, we're pleased we started these programs early on and we look forward to opportunities to further advance advance them. Thank you. That's all we have for formal remarks, and I'll turn uh, turn back to the operator for our Q&A. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star then one on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you're using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star then 2. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. Our first question is from Heiko Heil with HC Wainwright. Please go ahead. Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my questions. Good quarter, and I guess a bit of a common looking at mine operating earnings for a quarter of 11 cents with a stock price below one US dollar shows a valuation gap that we frankly expect to diminish over time quite well. Um, looking at Tucano, have you seen any new phone challenges in regards to costs for labor, materials, or supplies that are unrelated to COVID? And, and, and more based on the recent strength uh, that are essentially you know based on strength in metal prices and not COVID. I mean, Jim mentioned earlier realized prices for 1728 in the quarter. We're obviously well over 2000 right now, and I'd expect at least at some point in time, other guys are going to want a piece of that pie. Are you seeing anything like that? Yeah. Morning, Heiko. Thanks for the question. 
Uh, yeah, I think right now we are benefiting from, you know, a, a very weak real in Brazil. And I think, you know, we are seeing a bit of inflation happening <clears throat> um, in, in Brazil. So we are, you know, seeing some local costs going up. But, you know, Tucano is a pretty remote operation, and there's, there's not a lot of gold mining in Brazil. So we're not being crowded out by other people. But, you know, we are just seeing a, a local um, inflation cost uh, you know, uh, pressures there, but you know the REI is the very low REI is, is certainly helping um, our, our cash costs there. Um, can, can I just add? Uh, of can course. I just add something. Um, the I mean, the one thing that impacts us. Um, is is that there's a rise and fall attached to the mining contracts that's related to the um the the exchange rate but it's it's not it's it's not a significant part of, it's not a significant part of it but it it definitely impacts our our, our costs in a, in a negative way fair enough uh speaking of brazil and and the covid case i mean obviously uh you know, Brazil is, is is not the best at handling this whole thing right now, uh, and the efficiency issues uh, with with having a fairly large caseload. So, just thinking out loud, given the nature of the deposit, you know, it's an open pit mine. No one's really all that crowded underground together, and and you have some ease of continuing distancing of the miners. Um, do you think that's a fair assessment? Are you maybe like able to give us a little bit more? a breakdown of the impact that you're seeing, what exactly has changed. Uh, can you just maybe provide a little more color along those lines? Thank you. Sure, I <clears throat> Neil, do you want to address that? Yeah, the, um, the, the initially we had some, not, not so much the social distancing side of things because we were, we, we did some fairly Sort of innovative stuff in terms of the canteen and multiple hours and, and all of the rest of it, and you know, with it being an open open pit as, as well, we can sort of maintain fairly good sort of social distancing. Um, the, the process plant is is a, is, a, is a little bit more tricky, but um, we, we we haven't really experienced too many problems. Um, the, the the one thing that did happen, I mean, which was was quite gratifying, was that the um, because we initially we had quite a lot of people off just just. From just for precautions and, and because of exhibiting minor symptoms and all of the rest of it, we we, we changed to 12-hour shifts from eight-hour shifts. Now, you, normally the union fights you very hard on that because they obviously prefer to have the, the eight hours where they can sort of employ more people. But the union was, was pretty sort of solid behind us and, and, and has allowed us to go on to 12-hour shifts on the, um, on, on, on the mining and on the process plant. And we, we just only, only now we're going back to, to eight-hour shifts. Very helpful. Thank you, guys, and thanks for taking my questions. Thank you. Our next question is from Matthew O'Keefe with Cantor Fitzgerald. Please go ahead. Thanks, Robert. Thanks for taking my question, and congrats on a great quarter. Um, I just had a couple of things. One, just you mentioned in the uh, presentation there um, at uh, Tucano, uh, part of your forward exploration plans you're, 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 comp you're contemplating doing a, an underground exploration drift. Could you could you expand on that a little bit? And you know, sort of the timing for that, and um, 
you know, the costs and what uh, what impact that would have short term and long term. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. The, we do have an existing study on an under, underground option at Tucano, and the study was done <clears throat> a couple of years ago. So it, the the potential to go underground has always been there. Um, you know, typically with a banded iron type formation, you, you do eventually do go underground because they are very deep structures. So you know, the I guess the original team at Tucano had identified the underground a couple of years ago and did some initial work on it. We want to refine that work. We want to increase our confidence levels, certainly you know, in, in the, the earlier um, parts of the access. So we want to get and revisit that study the end of this year, do some more drilling just to confirm ore body continuity and, and access details. So we're, we're essentially going to be de-risking a study that was being done you know, a couple of years ago. Okay, and can you remind us again the rough number of ounces that you'd be targeting under there? Um, Neil, do you have that number at hand? Sorry, sorry, the what? The underground potential. Well, how many ounces are we looking at? Oh, geez, it's it's it was fairly. I'm I'm trying to think now. No, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look it up because, but it, it, it was quite, you, it was it was quite substantial. It, I, I, just off the top of my head, I would have thought. Probably about thirty or forty thousand ounces a year when we start mining. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, good. And that would be that's sort of order of magnitude. Right. And so, and that could, uh, since you're doing an underground, we'd be doing an underground uh, drift. You'd, you'd be able to access that pretty pretty readily once you once you'd um, you know, uh, you'd you'd have access to it fairly quickly after you you'd done the exploration, presumably with with that access. That that's correct. It would be done through an existing pit. <laughs> So, you know, right. the future okay. would consist of underground mining and open pit mining, you know, simultaneously to, to keep the mill full. Gotcha, gotcha. And then, okay, that, no, that's great. And then um, just um, one other thing on Picano. The recoveries were, uh, I think, 90 point, just over 90%. I, are we, was that an unusual recovery? Like, is that what we should be looking at going forward? Because I thought we were more towards 92 what we would be expecting is there is that is this just within the, the normal variance or or uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Neil can give more color, but that you know it's it's a function of where we were mining in the pits and we were mining a very um, high pyrotite zone, which typically gives pretty low recoveries. So we were you know the recoveries were actually better than what we expected, um, but as we migrate back towards the the Tapabera pits, I think we're going to you know see a recovery increase again. Neil, you got any more color on that? Yeah, no, no, that, that's right. I mean, initially when we first hit these sort of pretty tight hotspots, we 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 had some horrible recovery. So like 80, 80 odd percent. I mean, it was it was quite nasty, and we had the, the high grades. And, but eventually we, we 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 identified exactly what the problem was, and we we did a whole series of tests. And we we we, we towards the end of June we started to sort of blend a, a lot more to try and get the amount of pyrotite sort of percentage down. And, and the recoveries got back up to 92, 93, even up to 94 at one stage. So, so mm -hmm. the, the, the 90% sort of reflects sort of initially very low recoveries, but then getting back on, on, on top of it. Okay. No, that's great. That's good clarification on that. And sounds like you've got that kind of figured out going forward. And then just one final question um, on, uh, on Corey Kancha. That, um, 
uh, how should we be thinking about that? I mean, we've got some pretty good uh, commodity prices here. There's a lot of a lot of metal there that's pretty um, well could be readily available. Maybe you could just talk a little bit about your plans for for Corey Cancha. Sure. Yeah, it, you know, it is a project that's very <clears throat> levered to metal price, and we have an old study, you know, done a couple of years ago, which needs refreshing. So. We've, we've allocated a team to have a you know much deeper dive into what our you know production rates could be and look at um, you know d different ways of accessing the ore body so we expect to you know refresh the study in the, in you know towards the end of this year with a view of you know even potentially more drilling if, if it looks feasible but you know at, at current metal prices it, it is a very interesting project. Yeah, and is it is it a I, I can't recall. I apologize, but is it a long like once you did sort of figure out um, what you wanted to do with it? Is it a long lead time to to get because you've done some production from it previously? I mean, is it a a long um, ramp up time, or is there a, a lot of work to be done to for development? And uh, do you need any new new major equipment? Yeah, you know, it is an existing mine. We have a mill that, that's running there. So it's it's a function of mine access that we'd have to have a look at and we'd have to do some rehab and work, but we're not talking about a you know a long lead time at all because you know most of the infrastructure is there. Yeah. Well there's <laughs> thanks. No, there's a lot I realize there's a lot going on and I'm I'm just just curious about that one given these metal prices. But but that's it for me. Thanks very much. Thank you, Matt. Our next question is from Bhakti Pavani with Alliance Global Partners. Please go ahead. Uh, good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my questions and congratulations on the quarter. Thank you, Bhakti. Uh, uh, I apologize if my questions sound repetitive, uh, but just kind of curious, you had a record monthly production at Tucano in June. And second half is normally the strongest, uh, you know, production at Tucano. Could you maybe provide some color on how the production has fared in the month of July in comparison to June? Yeah, I think mean, you know June was an exceptional month because we we did hit very high grades, which we expected, and the recoveries were better than what we expected because the guys in the plant figured out how to deal with the pyrotite. So you know, it was a, a pleasant surprise in June that we <clears throat> hit that record. You know, I think we are going back towards the Tapabera pits in the second half of the year, so we're not going to have these spectacular high-grades situations. So, you know, we're maintaining our guidance on Tucano pretty steady. Um, so, um, you know, there's no, there's no big surprises. Got it. Thank you so much for the color. Uh, you know, just wanted to follow up on Kurekancha. I know you, you, you just mentioned that you plan to do uh, additional study. Uh, which should be out by the end of the year, but just kind of curious, uh, you know, following the completion of study, uh, in addition to this, uh, what else do you need to accomplish in order to take a production decision there? Um, well, yeah, it's, first of all, you've got to figure out, you know, it, it, is it worth doing? You, you've got to look at the, the financial metrics, you've got to look at capital prioritization, so, you know, there are a number of hurdles for us to jump through. And right now with the existing study, you know, we, we, we think that needs a lot more refining and de-risking. So it's a matter of, you know, 
improving that study and getting the project to a state where we can make a decision whether to proceed or not to proceed. So um, we've got a lot of things to look at, and you know, I think the main one is you know improve the the um, the financials and its and its ability to generate um, decent cash flow. So that's that's going to be the priority is, is you know, make sure this project is going to be economic for us. Got it. And lastly, on the cash, uh, you know, you had a very good quarter when it comes to, you know, cash flow generation and, and you have about 60 million cash. What's your near-term plan on, on, you know, deploying that cash? Is it going to be more focused towards debt reduction or, uh, you know, do you plan to go ahead with the underground drift development at Tucano? If you can provide some color, please. Yeah, Jim, you want to handle that? Sure. Hi, Bhakti. Uh, really, the, the, the capital allocation priorities are, are the exploration drilling, as I outlined. Um, we're, you know, we're going to continue to uh, uh, pay down our debts, which are, you know, very manageable given our current cash position. Um, and, you know, with the current metal prices, we'll continue to look uh, for other opportunities to deploy capital in a way that'll. Uh, That'll increase value and uh, increase uh, our NAV. All right. Uh, thank you very much. That's it from my side. Thank you. Once again, if you have a question, please press star then one on your telephone. Our next question is from Roger Davis, a private investor. Please go ahead. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, congratulations on the on the numbers. I think you kind of answered my question. Uh, I was going to ask about the production at Tucano because if you take the uh, 15,000 ounces from June and multiply that times six, you would get 90,000 ounces during the second half of the year. And if you add that to the 60,000 from the first half, that would be 150. And your guidance is 120 to 130. That seems to indicate a rather significant drop off in uh, in production, so I guess you're saying that your grades are not going to be as high, or, or do you think you might have a, a chance of, of beating that 130,000 number? Yeah, thanks for the question, Roger. The yeah, the you know, Tucano, we've got a series of different pits with with all got slightly different different characteristics. Um, in June, we were mining you know right at the bottom of Urukum, which is very high grade with with a high pyrotite. We are going to the Tapabera pits in the second half of the year, so which does have a different characteristic. So, you know, I think we're, we're we're maintaining our guidance. You know, I don't I don't think we're going to hit those spectacular results we hit in June. If we do, it'll be a, a nice surprise. But we certainly think we you know we're we're online for guidance, and you know we're, we're the the plan is you know uh, staying consistent. <clears throat> So according to your guidance, then you expect uh, somewhere in the 30 to 35,000 uh, ounce uh, range for the third quarter and, and the fourth quarter? Yeah, I think fourth quarter will be slightly better than the third because typically you get the weather working for you there. So third quarter is probably going to be one of our, our weaker quarters <laughs> in terms of gold yeah. production. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much and congratulations again on the great numbers. Thank you, Roger. There are no further questions registered at this time. I would like to turn the conference back over to Rob Anderson for any closing remarks. Thank you very much, Operator. Q2 was a, a milestone quarter for us. 
Um, you know, we, we achieved the new production record at Tucana. We delivered strong free cash flow from all of our mines, and this was achieved in spite of the significant challenges of COVID-19. And I certainly believe it's a, a testament to the strength of our team and good o oversight from our new board. And I'm confident that we've got a, a very solid platform to drive growth and benefit from the increased gold and silver prices that we're currently seeing. So thank you very much for your participation today. On behalf of everyone here at Great Panther, I look forward to sharing our progress with you in the next quarter. This concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating and have a pleasant day. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.